This week's episode is sponsored by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and a free 30-day 30 trial just by going to Audible.com forward slash Hive. That's H-I-V-E. In, in case, case you can't spell Hive. Thank you, Dave. Over, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of audiobooks you can download for your iPhone, Android. That's a lot. Anything that will play an MP3, you can pretty much download to, and you can listen to Star Wars books, all kinds of books, at audible.com forward slash hive. Check it out now. Welcome to the Wretched Hive podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Less than one week from today, as the show airs, Less than a week from today, <laughs> the rise. How of, much have you had to drink tonight? The rise. Oh, yeah. So we're having some audio issues tonight. I'm just gonna warn you straight up. We're having a whole lot of issues, not just yeah. audio. Yeah, I was gonna say when it, when it's less than a week away. <laughs> was I slurring my words? Uh, The Rise of Skywalker is in theaters less than a week from today, and we are pumped up to talk about that and a lot of other stuff, because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, November, excuse me, December 13th, 2019, episode 102 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and the rest of the Hive is barely hanging on with me tonight. (laughs) Man, we've had some serious issues, but we're going to plow through this because you know what? It's about our listeners, guys. We've got to get this done. doesn't matter if our audio isn't working. doesn't matter if Greg is running the soundboard. God help us all. <laughs> we got to get this done. It truly this has been is like episode five tonight, all right? over again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is episode five all over again. Uh, <laughs> except back then, I'm not sure he was called the Wookiee co-pilot, but he is the Wookiee co-pilot. He's Greg Lent. Oh, Stevie, be my little baby tonight because we are in lark. Oh, Jesus Christ, what the hell's going on? This is a show that's going off the rails quickly, but I am still glad that you are here to join us for the Wretched Hive on Friday the 13th. It is definitely a Friday the 13th kind of show, guys. Oh, that's it. Oh, it's my Friday God. The 13th. It's totally, seriously, that's it. Yep. Oh, yep. So please. Nobody die out there. Trust us. We're going to get through the next hour or so, and hopefully we will not die either. But, wait but minute, Steve, I'm glad to be here. We're re- I'm glad you're here, too. And But we're recording on Wednesday the 11th. But yeah. does the universe somehow know? Oh, does knows. the force know that this isn't being released until Friday the 13th? Is well, that the deal? Well, somebody about- hasn't been training with their midichlorians. That's good. I was going the same direction, Nico. It's all about the midichlorians. Mm. Oh, I just forgot. Midichlorians count as low tonight. I just realized. It's obvious by the way this show has gone so far. Then I don't can't help you. I just realized, (laughs) Greg, you don't have all the sound effects, so we're going to have to fake some of these for these. Do we? um, Do we actually all get to do? Yeah, I I, do. Basically, here's the news intro. It's going to be this. Yes, I am. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, man. All right. Well, also joining the show, he is a lifelong Star Wars fan. Everybody. Scott! <laughs> Ivansky. Oh, my God, Steve. This is going to be an amazing show tonight. I can just feel it. This is... Seriously, we are putting together the hunk of junk, the Millennium Falcon, with oh, this man. show tonight. That's what it is. It's it's going to go. You and guys made a podcast in that? Yeah. People are going to say. Oh, it's, yeah. it's definitely going to be a garbage will do night. Man, it is one week away from the rise of Skywalker. Dude, we've got a new Star Wars film. An episodic Star Wars Why film is, in less than a week. Why are final. you even excited about it, Scott? Why are you even excited about it? You hated The Last Jedi. Yeah, why are you even excited? excited again? We I'm liked exci- the first one JJ did. He's doing another one. That's why it's exciting. That's right. I'm gonna get there that. We also like we mind. also like the one that Ryan Johnson did as well, guys. We also like that one too. Dirty, yes. <laughs> and I've got right. Mandalorian. You mean, you mean Knives Out? Is that what the movie you're talking about? You know, worst case scenario, this is the last episodic Star Wars film that we have to endure. Oh wow. right, I've got, I've got, I've got a, I've got a star. Hang on, I've got a Star Wars choice for Scott. I have a Star Wars choice for Mr. Evansky oh, over there. Oh, we do this? oh no, we don't have the choices. Stop giving me choices. Stop giving me choices. This or right, that, Scott. I am giving you power over time and space. Oh man! And this is what you can do That's over dangerous. the last four years. You can either go back in time, and Trump is not elected president. But, or, but if you choose that, the trade-off is Ryan Johnson writes, directs, and produces episodes seven, eight, and nine. Oof. So you either live in the present-day world, or you live in a world without Trump as president, but Ryan Johnson directed the entire sequel trilogy. Dave, I hate you right now. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Do you, do you want to return hope to the planet Earth, or do you want to return hope to the galaxy? Basically, there's it's your a, you can, there's you your can choice. save the world, but it's going to take a giant shit all over your childhood. <laughs> just, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> just like what we don't know about the rise of Skywalker in the saga, mm. the future is open. It's unknown, just like Terminator said. So I am going to keep it as is. I can still I there are things that I still like about Last Jedi. We've discussed this a million times. Okay, so I'm good. Because okay. there's a possibility of impeachment, and I'm happy about that. Get that, get that rim shot ready, Greg. So the future is unknown, just like the outcome of the trial in the Senate. That's right, Greg. That was that was like early. The, the Galactic Greg, you, Senate. You came early, Greg. I did. That's a common problem. Common problem. All right. Also That's on the show tonight, he is the captain of the Millennial Falcon, Nico Rodriguez. Hi, hello, hello. Hi, hello. This is a top 10 intro of all time, of ours. This is fantastic. For sure, 100%. (laughs) This is great. I fucking love this. This is bringing me back to, like, episode three of the fucking podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When we were the second order. The second order. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, here goes nothing. You know, our... Our shared, you know, our shared OneDrive, where Steve allegedly posts show notes every week, allegedly. is still called allegedly is still called the the second order. Yeah, really. Yeah, you know how hard it is. You know how hard it is yeah. to change. It's that also a Dropbox, not a OneDrive. Or whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Fucking Apple people. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, sweet Jesus. Fuck. 
fuck me dead piece of fucking shit. <laughs> That's perfect. Why are you using my audio for my own intro? We have. I can just, oh, I can smell it. Oh, I can fucking smell it. <laughs> I was concerned for this old wanker when he dawdled in from the left. Under. <laughs> no Under no circumstances. Nothing is coming between this bloke and his 10 a.m. mid-strength beer at the Bowls Club. Should you ever. He gives hope to all old people around the world. You do not need to go quietly into the night. And I mean... This fella is like, follow me, honourable gentleman. Let's go pick up some chicks. Ever! <laughs> you could just stop fucking staring at me because it's making me a little stressed. Call him. He's like an undisciplined erection. No shame in whipping it out all the time, but has a terrible hit rate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. What if this tracksuit pant motherfucker actually put energy into helping society? Potter. How would you like a ticket to destination fuck? <laughs> Welcome to the show, Dave. Says that. I love uh, t-shirt says that. That's incredible. Oh, oh my god. God, still, this is painful. I've never been more thankful that Greg is in charge of my soundboard every every episode. We're, we're, yeah! we're so Yeah. Oh, that's great. Hey, uh, good afternoon, good morning, good evening to you, wherever, whenever, however you are listening. Thank you to my favorite rebel scum, Steve Baldwin. You you put up with a lot from us, Steve. Thank you. I do. Thank you for doing and I got mad at you guys earlier. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah, we, we had it coming. It's not like we didn't deserve it. That's <laughs> true. We went up to the line and stepped right over it and ran for a block. So it's okay. But oh my god! So it's it. You're hitting the nail right on the head, man. It is a week until the rise of Skywalker comes out. It is the last Star Wars episodic movie. It's the end of 42 years of of storytelling. It's seven years since I about drove my car off the road when I heard the radio announcement that Disney bought Lucasfilm. And by the way, we were getting three more movies with original cast members. Yeah, 2012. I, I, I am so exuberant about it. I am so looking forward to Thursday night, I can barely contain myself. I'm already thinking I just might as well not go to work on Friday because my guess is we are going to go to an 830 show, my friend. Yeah. And you're going to have some recording equipment in the trunk of your car, and we're going to record a mini episode afterwards. Is my guess on how the evening is going to go. As long as we don't have to use Skype or a soundboard, I think we'll be fine. And and yes, you're absolutely <laughs> right about that. Look, I've got ten days off over the holidays. I'm probably going to see the movie ten times. I mean, e even if it's marginally good, yeah. and by all accounts, it's pretty good, from what I'm seeing. Right. Reviews, early reviews are in. The early word being early, the early word, word being. from people who worked on the film and are a bit biased <laughs> is that it's fucking brilliant. That's Except right. for JJ, who says that he's not great at endings. Yeah. Here's the, here's the thing, guys, and I don't know if I've actually made this 100% clear to you guys yet, is I am not seeing it until Sunday. Yeah, so how this are we going to... You're going to have to avoid gonna us. Be, I, I'm not sure when I'm going to see it, because I still don't have tickets because they're all sold out because you guys are assholes. Uh, well, yeah, no, we bought all we the all... tickets. 
Uh, we bought well, if, maybe if we wouldn't have yes. bought all the tickets, so you couldn't go. Sorry, Nico. It cost, I, it cost me a lot of money, but yes, I bought out every theater in the <laughs> county of San Diego, California. <laughs> Thank Scott, you. Where, it's where I don't live this time, Nico. Me. It's fucking Dave. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not gonna fuck Dave, and I'm not gonna drive to Long Beach. So. Wow. I'm driving to Hollywood. I bought tickets today. Okay, but which one is more nice. probable? Okay. Let's just let's just get that out in the open right now. Dave, you got a pretty mouth. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, if you've ever kissed Dave's pretty mouth. I don't think he's saying kiss. Give us a call and uh, let us know how that went. On the Wretched Hive hotline, that's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. Mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. case you can't spell hive, and I just want to say, if I'm nervous, I might have been a little dry, so I apologize. <laughs> I'll wet you up, Dave. Saucy. Ah, man. Saucy. You can Saucy. also find us online at thewretchedhive.net on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. We love you, Facebook. Zuckerberg. On Twitter at Pod. On Instagram at Wretched Hive 77. You can also email us to show at thewretchedhive.net. You can find our app on the Apple App Store. Just search Wretched and you'll find the app. We're available on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher. We're uh, available on a new podcast host, guys. That's a pretty cool website that you can search podcasts by topic and create a playlist for yourself. It's called Pod Chaser. Pod. Oh. Chaser, P-O-D-C-H-E-C-H-A-S-E-R.com, and just search Wretched Hive, and you'll find us. We come right up, and uh, it's a pretty nice little service there. That's what she said. Uh, And, of course, you can find us and review the show on Apple Podcasts. So a couple of announcements before we get into the news. Uh, Big, big, big news for the Wretched Hive. On Monday, in just a couple days from now, Monday of the release of the week, that uh, the the Rise of Skywalker is released. So Monday, December 16th. December 16th. We will be at Timeless Pints Brewery at 7 p.m. doing that and drinking beer and co-hosting Star Wars Trivia yep. with Orange County Trivia Live, Jimmy LaRam and uh, Orange County Trivia Live. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be off the hook, guys. Yeah. Two of us gonna are going to be there. Yes. Steve and Scott. Yes. Yeah. For sure we will be there. Uh, I have confirmed tonight, uh, good friend of the show and MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe actor, Chris Evans. Oh. Chris Evans is making an appearance? Chris Evans wow. will be at time. Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, it's not the actor, Chris Evans. Oh. oh. It's another Chris Evans. But he will Bite be with Bite us. At he is more Spice. handsome, more handsome. Oh, our Chris, Chris Evans, Evans is way handsome and more buff than the actor Chris Evans, for yeah, sure. Exactly. For sure. Mm. Uh, let's let's uh, let's blow this up, uh, listeners. Come down. You will. It, oh, if you come in a t-shirt or costume, you're going to get a discount on your first beer. Nice. Woo! Yeah. Now, now, if you if you do happen to come down, and I really want you to, I really hope you are able to make it down. But I'm telling you right now, we wrote these trivia questions. Yes, we bring do. your bring your fucking a game, people. We're yes. not fucking with you. We this are not Star Wars people. This is Listen serious fucking business. Yeah. We are not fucking with you with these questions. I'm That's telling right. you that. If Look. you're not on our level of nerd, fucking stay home. 
That's, that's right. right. That's right. If we are scaring you right now, stay fucking home. <laughs> no, it, it's legitimate, listeners. If you think you know some Star Wars trivia, we stepped up and we wrote some questions for this. Yeah. And they are challenging. Even the visual I'll stuff tell you right I submitted now. Oh, yeah. is challenging. I didn't get the standard screenshots, just a few. So there yes. is artwork. There's different things that are going to make it more challenging. Let's do this. Yeah. And I'm, And I'll tell you right now. The questions that I wrote, if I did not know the answers to them, I fucking made them up. So good luck, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's on fire. You know well played. Man. Even if you're not confident, you know what? We were saying stay home. No, fuck that. Show up. Yeah. Show up to this goddamn trivia night and learn some Star Wars shit. Because even yes. if you think you know some Star Wars shit, you're going to learn. Some new Star Wars shit, because I guarantee there's some questions on this list that's going to blow your mind. That's right. Impress your friends at the water cooler on Monday yeah. or on Tuesday. Imagine going, yeah. going, you know going in the office and the knowledge that you'll be dropping on Tuesday when you go into the office Dude. after you after you sit back and learn some hot, hot fucking Wretched Hive trivia. Yeah. Fucking I'm brain stepping bombs. this shit up one more level. If yeah. you come and you're dressed in the best baby Yoda outfit, ooh. I'll buy you a beer. Ooh. Ooh. That's, That's right. big. And I heard That's if you, right. if you bring heard, a baby Yoda, I will buy you two beers. And what I heard if, if you're wearing a Wretched Hive t-shirt, Scott will buy you a six-pack. Well, let, let's not get out of control. <laughs> it, I'm sticking with baby Yoda. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. Monday night, I'm, December 16th, 7 p.m., Timeless Pints in Lakewood. Show up, people. It's going to be great. Alright. Who, who wants to hear Dave, are you ready to hear some news? Yes, I'm ready to hear some news. <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong, Dave. All right. So uh David Lee Roth is leading us into the news. Let's hear that again there, uh, Greg. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, can we get that between each news story, Greg? Is that possible? With a little break? Yeah. All right, perfect. Uh, we have no news intro because we don't have a soundboard tonight. We're flying by the seat of our uh, later hosen. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. The Mandalorian. Have you ever heard of the the Mandalorian? The show? It's a, a little show. show. A little, it's, it's a, a show. Indie, barely watched show. The Mandalorian has taken the universe by freaking storm. Not only is it. The all the talk of the Star Wars universe. It is right now the top TV show in the world, according to Business Insider. Businessinsider.com. Title of the article is The Mandalorian on Disney Plus is the top TV show in the world. Most in demand TV show in the world three weeks after its debut, according to Parrot Analytics. The series topped Stranger Things last week as the most in-demand streaming series in the U.S., breaking its 21-week streak at the top. That's for Stranger Things. So People are still of, watching so Stranger of, Things? Apparently, It's yeah. ahead of the morning show? That's what I'm really puzzled about. <laughs> have you seen it? Have you seen Morning Show? I have. Anybody? Is it I any? think I, yeah? think I saw one episode. Okay. What do you think, it, Dave? It got, gold, it got Golden Globe nominations. Okay. I mean, it's not... I, I feel like with a couple of tweaks, it would basically it, it, be a, a it's, it, primetime soap. It bought Golden Globes nominations. Is that what you're saying? It bought As them. A, it, it got them. I'm a not bot, casting bot, with, a, with, a, with a B. With a B. I'm bot. not casting aspersions <laughs> on how it happened. I, I hear what you're saying, Dave. Don't worry about it. It's uh, between us. 
Parrot Analytics said Tuesday that The Mandalorian was 31.9 times more in demand than the average series globally during the past week, topping HBO's Game of Thrones and Netflix's The Crown, which is also really good. That's a great series. Yeah. But, uh, is, and but is Stranger it ahead Things. of Watchmen? But is it ahead of Watchmen? Good question. Yeah, I don't see Watchmen one, on the Dave. list. It's oh. fucking number one. It's yeah. ahead on of some, everything. On some made-up fucking list I've never heard of before. Uh, real talk. Lo- love the Mandalorian so far. It's had three stellar episodes, one subpar episode, one good episode. The Watchmen is the sh- is the show to fucking beat right now. That show is a uh, fucking maze balls. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. And I'm like three episodes behind. So oh, is that episode. is that a weekly release? It's not being released for binge yes. watching either. Yeah. It's every, I, yeah, see, it's I really like this. It's, it's it's broadcast on HBO too, so it's not it's not like a native. It's not on a streaming yeah. first channel. You got to get it on HBO. So so if this is a trend, I'm liking this. I kind of like the, you know, it makes me rem- like think back to like the must you know must see Thursday. You know, like the Seinfeld Friends yeah. Thursday nights where you, you know you know you look forward to it all week. It was the end of the week. It's like let's sit down and watch Friends and laugh a little bit. Instead of, you know, watching TV for nine hours on a Saturday, which is fine, too, and fun, but I kind of like looking forward to every Friday. It's like I really look forward to getting home and watching that show. I don't stay up till midnight, but I wait and get home uh, and watch with the kids. And, um, you know, I watch it Friday evening, and it's good good stuff. It is. It is. I'm enjoying it. I agree. Yeah. So I will say, to build on that, the thing that I always like to think about when I think about the original Watchmen series you buy it as a you know a compilation graphic novel trade paperback now and you just you can read it in one sitting mm-hmm. it was not published that way yes. and i maintain to this day it was not written to be read that way because that type of compilation was not the norm in 1984 and 85 when it came out yeah mm-hmm. so when you get to the end of chapter 11 and you hit that cliffhanger moment and you had to wait 30 to 60 days to find out what the climax was after that big plot twist i love that it's being done as serialized television it's not binge watching you have to wait between the plot twists that are happening kind of at the end of every episode and there have been a couple of really solid plot twists the season finale is on uh, sunday and i really i have no freaking idea how they are going to tie all this stuff up in one hour Mm. yeah I, i agree with you dave however when it did first come out it came out as a 12 issue limited series um but the genius of that series although it was small uh comic book size normal book size uh which ended up becoming a trade paperback um or a graphic novel my my biggest thing about that was they were so far ahead at that time that alan moore and all those guys um who was who was the Dave Gibbons. Gibbons. Dave Gibbons, thank you. Um, thought about how that book would be put together eventually in a graphic novel format. Because if you ever look at it, the way it's structured is almost a complete mirror of itself from the middle of the book forward and backwards. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was genius because they knew about that going in with a 12-issue limited series, which would eventually be bound together and could be analyzed oh. that way. It's, it's pure you, genius. You can is- write... You can, you can write volumes on the, the artistic vision and craft that went into Watchmen. Yeah. And you can also probably write a book on just the, the business problems that Watchmen created for 
comic books in general and how it had a role in souring Alan Moore on working for big publishers. But that's a whole yeah. that's a whole another podcast in and of itself. But yes, just my point that Greg jumped on immediately for me was Mandalorian is a very good show, but Watchmen is fucking serious, amazing TV, and people should be watching it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know, the great thing about The Mandalorian, too, just to bring it back to the Star Wars universe, is that, you know, the, people were talking about, like, Star Wars is dead. You know, we had um, The Last Jedi. We had Solo. Stumble, stumble, stumble. Oh, the, the franchise is going down. This was, you know, the the some of the conversations that was happening out there. And then, you know, they're going, they're jumping to TV. And boy, if the Mandalorian had stumbled out the gate, ooh, that would have been really rough. But it, it really did revi- revitalize the whole the whole um, franchise. It really did. I mean, Baby yeah. Yoda, yeah. like fucking brought brought this brought this whole franchise out of a funk that it'd been in for a year yeah. and a half. Let's- is saving the universe right now baby yoda is freaking saving like not just the fandom but like the world that video i posted on our facebook baby yoda could get elected president that's so do you know the video that i posted he could he totally could right now i'm sure he's trending like 70 percent in the polls where did we have an article uh on our facebook thread about how baby yoda is is uh pulling higher than most of the Democratic yeah, uh, candidates. Yeah, all of them. No, not most, <laughs> all of them. But what's funny is that, that video that I posted on our Facebook page, uh, Baby Yoda floating in his pod or whatever, right. that's, that is the singer from the, the band that wrote the Buffy the Vampire Slayer theme song. Oh, the uh, Nerf Hurts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, talking about Baby Yoda, guys, they're, they're, you know the, we're going to talk about the rise of Skywalker in a moment, but um, you know, the Baby Yoda is setting the world on fire. And uh, there are so many cross-promotional opportunities coming up for Baby Yoda. And Greg, get ready with your sound clip here, because uh, as we transition to talking about a little bit more about the rise of Skywalker, Lucasfilm is all over this. And they had, actually, they had the cast come together and talk about how each cast member would put Baby Yoda to sleep. Uh, And this is on Twitter, actually, through AP Entertainment. Um, that's, uh, at AP entertainment on Twitter, hush, little baby Yoda. Don't you cry? Star Wars shares how they'd get baby Yoda to sleep from singing the Jigglypuff song to a Wookiee lullaby. So Greg, let's go ahead and play this clip. This is uh, the Star Wars cast from the rise of Skywalker sharing how they would put baby Yoda to sleep. Well, in Nigeria, I would, I put him on my back and then wrap him around my chest and just shake a little bit and then feed him that blue milk or whatever it is. How do you, mm. I'd sing the Ewok song. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'm really right? enjoying that. <laughs> is he yeah. singing Hava Nagila? Are the, are the Ewoks Jewish? <laughs> uh. I think only Low Gray and Chief Chirpa. <laughs> Just those two. Yeah. The rest are Gentiles. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, okay, lots and lots of lots of cross promotional opportunities coming up with the Mandalorian and pretty much every other Star Wars feeling. Uh, they've uh, actually been talking to the directors of, of the films, J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson, both stating openly that they would be willing to direct episodes of The Mandalorian. No! <laughs> this is at uh, comicbook.com forward slash 
between Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker hitting theaters later this month, The Mandalorian premiering on Disney Plus Weekly, fans are getting quite a bit of content from a galaxy far, far away. Uh, Brandon Davis had a chance to talk to Rise of Skywalker director J.J. Abrams during the film's press tour and asked him if directing the episode, an episode of The Mandalorian is in the cards. Abrams revealed he'd be willing to do so, even though his new deal with Warner Media would probably complicate things. Um, ah. Abrams is the second movie director to express a desire to collaborate on The Mandalorian, with The Last Jedi's Ryan Johnson sharing a similar sentiment last month. No! Oh, it's hurting me. What do you think? Come on, uh, Scott. You know you want it. You know you want some of that Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Dave, what do you think about Ryan Johnson directing a an episode of The Mandalorian? I love it. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> Has anybody gone to see Knives Out yet? Has yes. anybody gone to see it? What'd you think? I have not. What? What? What's? What's? What are the thoughts? It's okay. It's better than better than Last Jedi. Oh. Where's that rim shot? Um, hey. I was going to say, as much shit as you were giving for The Last Shadow, you're the one who went to go see Knives Out? Really? Yeah. Um, I, it has that problems. That is pretty funny. Karen wanted to see it. It clearly. has problems. It, yeah, actually. Right yeah, on. that's what happened. Um, I wanted to actually go see Ford versus Ferrari, and we ended up seeing Knives Out. Uh, but it's not bad. It just it, it falls a little flat in some places. Hmm. Don't let this review a little cold, one might say. Yes, yes. Well, we're gonna. I, I want to talk a little bit about Ford versus Ferrari later because I saw it in Dolby Atmos, okay. the theater that has the screens on the side, oh. on the sides of the theater that, oh, cool. that pop up now and then, like okay. during the race scenes. And uh, there's a story about Star Wars with this coming up, so let's let's put a pause on that. But uh, okay. um, all right, uh, so knives, knives out, not. And what, what did you get? Let's say a scale of 10. 10 being greatest film of all time, zero being worst film of all time. I, let's, let's, let's read it for Ryan Johnson films. I would put it above Last Jedi, below Looper. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. What about Brick? Where does and, Brick fall in there? Uh, oh, you know what? I haven't seen Brick. Oh, so, Brick but, is but, good. But, but here's the deal with that. Here's the deal with that. I'm a huge Agatha Christie fan, and I love the whodunits, the, the murder yeah. mysteries. Yeah. I see what he was trying to do. I really appreciate what he was trying to do. I just feel like he's that material on how to present it. There's, there's the, the trailers and the promotional material say there's a big, huge twist and ultimate surprise, and it's not what you really think it is. And it was that was the letdown for me. Okay. So, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Were there multiple endings in the theaters so the though? Camera, Were there multiple no. endings? Clue rule. So the, the surprise twist. When the camera pans down, it's not a man. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that is correct. That's correct. So Bruce Willis is actually dead the whole time. That's what's going on? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so Darth Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. That's what you're telling us. I wow. would say this. So, I would watch Clue again multiple times, all three endings before Knives Out. Clue was an amazing fun film. So her head is in the box. Yeah, That's what I'm hearing. Is in the box. Bruce Willis is dead. Hmm. Kevin Costner is actually the Russian spy. Yes. Okay. The Titanic actually sinks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whoa, whoa, spoiler. <laughs> so sorry. This got out of control. You see, my friends here are a perfect example of the combined talents of the Wretched Hive Podcast. 
ridiculous. We are influencing James Cameron. We no, are. I think we are. Eda, you know what, Blue Cats? Jesus, I would happily watch The Clone Wars on a repeating loop than have to watch True Detective Season 1 again. Festering pile of nonsense. I don't know how inebriated on a scale of 1 to however much these guys are I am tonight, but I'm getting there. Glenn Fry was the most egotistical jerk out of all of them. What an asshole. There's a good possibility what? that Nico is twerking a moonfish. There's a problem with our country, okay? And it's Chewbacca mom. That's the problem. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Can we just get back to the show, please? This is Steve Sansweet of Rancho Obi-Wan, and you're listening to the Wretched Hive Podcast. All right, guys, let's get back to the Star Wars universe. There's a little movie coming out in less than a week. The Rise of Skywalker, Episode Nine, coming out in less than a week. We've got a Star Wars film hitting the theaters, and here's how you can get ready. There is so much uh, to to look forward to this coming week that's uh, that's available um, for fans. So. Uh, and this is from USA Today, by the way. Star Wars prep for the Rise of Skywalker with Kimmel Special, TNT Marathon, and Mandalorian. So, first off, you've got um, you've got late night host Jimmy Kimmel moving to prime time on Monday. That's uh, 10 p.m. Pacific uh, for Jimmy Kimmel Live after Darth, a Star Wars so make sure special. That, make sure that you're. Make sure that you're setting your DVRs because, of course, you're going to be at Timeless Pints. Right. Having a pint and answering some hard-ass fucking trivia. <laughs> oh, well, trivia. You'll be done with trivia. You'll be drunk by 10 p.m. Which is a good time oh. to watch Kimmel. And by the way, I want to add, you're going to get a discount on your first beer. And everybody knows beer helps with trivia questions. It does. So come mm. down and have a beer with Scott Naturally. Memory beer. memory beer. That that was popular in the Harry Harry Potter film films. Mer- yeah. Memory beer. I'm we do. Sure we want to see you down there because we have hard ass trivia. I'm just going to keep going with that. That's right. Hard and keep trivia. in mind the person that that is the best dressed Baby Yoda costume. Scott's buying you a beer. I am. I will do that. All right. Not a six pack though. Not a six pack. <laughs> no, that's um, for the person wearing a Wretched Hive T-shirt. Ah. So trivia is seven to nine p.m. The Jimmy Kimmel show is 8 p.m., so plenty of time to get home. To take yeah. Uber home, Uber home, yes, or Lyft. Don't drive after Timeless Pints, and uh, watch the Jimmy Kimmy, Jimmy Kimmy, Jimmy Kimmel special on ABC. Jimmy Kimmy. Uh, let's see. So this is hardly a surprise since Disney owns ABC and Star Wars Studio Lucasfilm um, together. So let's see. But well, he's done on this for this everyone, sh- right? He's done this for every one of the releases. He's done like a big. Has he? Yeah, he did the one with Chewie and, okay. and Han reunite. <laughs> that was re- that was really funny because like Chewie was up like up on the the roof of the building and Han and Jimmy were down oh at, God, on the ground floor and that. Chewie was gonna yeah. jump and everything. Like that. That's right. <laughs> and so, it was it was Han and Chewie making up after they had become estranged. Yes. So uh, on on how the... much how much money did Disney back up to Harrison Ford's house to get him to do that? I mean, really, <laughs> twenty five million from what we heard. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever heard Ralph Garman's impersonation of Harrison Ford as Han Solo? Is it old Han? It's old grumpy Han, right? No, it's it's, it's it. just Greg. Greg was Greg was doing it pretty good. Can you try to oh. Can you try to say oh, something, let's, though, Greg? Let's hear it. I just want to say that perhaps you should not make so much fun of my uh, speaking style. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's awesome. That is that Han. That's right. a great impression of someone doing an impression. It's like my Lucas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Greg. 
I told I told George you can write this shit, but you can't say it. <laughs> actually, actually, I need to correct something. That is okay. Greg That's doing an impression solid. of Mark Hamill doing an impression I don't of Harrison really, Ford. I don't really appreciate that. <laughs> Stop it. George, listen, man. What? Just, give, me, give me a lot more money. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm not in Star Wars anymore. Shut up. Um, all right. So on Kimmel, you're gonna you're gonna see Daisy Ridley. John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, who tried to sing the Ewok theme there yes, in the yes. clip we heard. Not very well. The one and only Billy D. Williams. Lando! Some guy named every time. Some guy named Anthony Daniel, whatever. You're a problem with running more than one soundboard. I can't bring it up right now. Anthony Daniels as C. Anthony Daniels as C3PO. Naomi Aki, Kelly Marie Tran, and and Carrie. So star-studded cast there for Kimmel. Skywalker is coming. J.J. Abrams finished the new Star Wars on Sunday. He says last Sunday. He says, I'm wildly excited and utterly exhausted. Uh, meanwhile, TNT is reviving the its, quote, ultimate Star Wars marathon, devoting three weekends to the franchise's films starting on Friday. With Disney will... Plus, we got having the ultimate Star Wars marathon right now. Well, not everybody has Disney Plus. Yeah. But uh, if you do have Disney Plus, you can start right now. That's very true. Um, my son, Josh, started with episode one. He's Almost through. Well, he finished uh, Empire tonight, as we record. So he's gonna. We're gonna watch the last uh, few this weekend. Uh, but the marathon will feature eight previous Star Wars saga movies, with the most recent, The Last Jedi, closing the marathon on December 29th. Mar- if I can recommend, really quick, if I yes. can recommend, yes. if you if you're doing a marathon, take a pause between episodes two and three. Uh, fire up a computer, go to the YouTube, and look up uh, Gendy Tartakovsky oh. Clone Wars. Yes. And there's about a two-hour, maybe two-hour, 20-minute file of all of his version of the Clone Wars that was up on the Cartoon Network back in the day. And it is a fantastic segue between episodes two and three. Yeah, and Couldn't agree the more. first actual appearance of General Grievous, if I recall correctly. That is that correct. Is correct. Um, what I love about that is that backs up right up to the very moment Revenge of the Sith starts. So what exactly. Greg is saying is, it's not just a, a break in between those. It really leads right into the moment the battle's happening above uh, Coruscant. Yeah, fantastic. This is where the fun begins. It's, it's all it's all animated, so don't expect you know Hayden Christensen or 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 Ewan McGregor showing up there. It is all animated. Uh, but just one of the most well done Star Wars cartoons that has ever been put pen to paper. Greg, and I would and even argue short, the fact they're that... short cartoons, right? Yes. I mean, well, th- this, this is one supercut of all of them put together, so it is about two hours long. Yeah, okay. right. But, but I'm it, saying it's not like like if you watch the the Clone Wars series that we all think about, those are you know half hour episodes. These are like correct. ten minute, old school, hand drawn, animated. When they originally aired, I think they were all broken up into like seven minute segments. Yes, that is uh, correct. Yeah. Yep. And some of them don't even have any dialogue, if I remember correctly. Correct. Some of them are just literally like it's a Japanese movie and it's two dudes with lightsabers yes. squaring off, staring at each other for seven minutes. Yeah, the Mace Windu episode is hands down fantastic. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, also, I, also the Anakin versus uh, Ventress yes. at the end. 
Dude, that, that, that so is good. still one of my favorite lightsaber battles. It, so good. It's just brilliantly animated. Yeah. Um, yep. I would argue that the actor who's playing Anakin was better than Hayden Christensen. And I'm not trying to rip on him. I know, he, <laughs> but seriously, he, they emote more in that series than I think he got out of. Those yeah. Two. So I think the actor that that is the voice of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi in that in that series is the same is James Arnold. Arnold Taylor, who who was Obi Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars. Okay, I think they brought him back. Yeah, um, but that that's there's some great stuff in that. That's a great call, Greg. Yeah, well well done. Another like one, that. just when you're looking Good this idea. up, there is. I know it's the supercut, but if you do it episode by episode, there is one that introduces the Ark Troopers, and that mm. whole episode is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Them raiding one of the like outposts of uh, one of the Federation people. Wonderful episode. Now, Greg, I haven't watched it as uh, a complete like two-hour block with without mm-hmm. the Cartoon Network introductions. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that really slow it down. Does it flow like uh, without? Does it is it easy to watch that way? Yeah, you, you know, I, I will be totally one hundred percent honest. I watched it, you know, as I was kind of doing something else. So I like had my computer fired up and I had my TV with YouTube playing on the TV and I was doing some work on my computer mm. so um and i but i you know i it was always drawing me back so um i i didn't notice an inter- and any weird like interruption like it didn't seem like it shouldn't all go together so i i would have to mm. the best i could say is yeah it seemed to flow pretty well okay. if you're if you're just watching it and just paying attention to it though maybe it plays a little bit different but i'd, I'd had it on in the background and it was just it was it was great i loved it yeah. okay all right cool good recommend the tartakovsky series good 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 stuff great star wars yeah um, all right, let's see what else we have. We've got um, we've got some more Rise of Skywalker news. Oh, Richard E. Grant. So Richard E. Grant, uh, Greg, get your clip ready there. Richard E. Grant posted a clip on Twitter immediately following having seen the film. So this is Richard E. Grant is in is uh, of course the wonderful actor um, is in the Rise of Skywalker, and he. He posted a selfie video uh, of himself uh, talking about the movie. And I, I wanted to play this for you guys because it's it's so well I well I'm not gonna talk about it. Greg, let's just play it and then we'll and then we'll uh we'll talk. this is Richard E. Grant talking about his experience with watching The Rise of Skywalker. I've just seen Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and Nothing prepares you for this. I cheered, I shouted, I fist pumped the air, I cried, I stood and cheered. It's absolutely everything that you hoped it was gonna be. I'm I'm so proud to be in it, and I can't wait for you to see it. So what I what I love about this is I mean, he's he's almost tearing up. He's clearly emotionally moved. Now, you know, the skeptics might say, well, but he's an actor. He's in the film. He's promoting the movie. Uh, who knows? But it, the, his reaction looks so genuine, and he's so moved by what he just experienced that it's you know moving what? This, to watch. This guy, this guy was in that Hudson Hawk movie. He's not that good of an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did he say he? Did he say he shouted or he shatted? <laughs> yes. I don't know. He's British, so the two it, it might be one and the same. Could be either one. 
I mean, really, isn't chatting just shouting with your asshole? <laughs> and with with all respect to our listeners in the UK, because we do have a few. Thank, we love you guys. By the way, I love the UK. The British and we love both people of you. are so wonderful. Uh, but uh, yeah, Richard E. Grant, we're, I'm, I, I love watching that clip. It's such a such a genuine reaction. It, it is cool to see him so excited about it. I hope it's I hope it's worth it. I personally think it's going to be worth it. So yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm excited for it. I am too. I'm I'm excited. All right. Rumor has it, guys, if you believe what's written on comicbook.com, Kevin Smith never might have a role in this movie. How cool would that Nico, be? Nico, what, 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 what did he tell you? Yeah, close personal was, friend of Nico. He said that he was there for multiple days of shooting, at least. Yeah. He said that there were things that he saw on set that blew his mind. He didn't mention anything about having a role, but he didn't mention anything that said he didn't have a role. Well, let's back up one second, saying, Nico. Hold, hold, hang on one second, Nico. This is not... You're not reading a story about this. You're actually talking about the time that you talked to Kevin Smith about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to him about Star Wars um, yeah. at Kaboo 2019 in San Diego. Nice. Festival. And nice. he said that he was on set for multiple days of shooting, and he said there were things that were there that would... He said... And I'm loosely quoting, but he said... Do you remember that feeling that you got the first time you saw the Falcon in Force Awakens? And I was mm. like, oh yeah, 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 I remember that. And he's like, yeah, there's like multiple scenes in this movie that invoke similar, if not, not the same feelings that you get in that moment. Wow. So, but in that conversation, I... You know, looking back on it, now that, you know, you're bringing up this could be, um, he didn't say he was there just to watch filming, and why would he be on set just to watch filming? That doesn't sound very Disney hush-hush, let's, you know, it doesn't matter who you are as a super fan. And on set for multiple days. Why would you be on set? you know, to watch multiple days and multiple scenes filming, you know, if you weren't in it. So, you know, I'd believe it. You know, I'd buy that story for a dollar. Yeah. Um, But if it doesn't turn out to be true, you know, I'm not going to be the one who said that, yes, that's what what he said, because that's not what he said. But I believe it. Okay, let's, let's, let's break this down a little bit, though. We already know that he's in The Force Awakens, and he's friends with J.J. Abrams. So there is a well. He's, he does. He does. He doesn't. He doesn't appear like like Tom Hardy and like Daniel Craig appeared. He does a, a voice in the Force Awakens. But he's in it, and he's friends yeah. with JJ Abrams. So let me read the quote here. This is from comicbook.com. This is JJ, and he's uh, JJ's uh, speaking to a reporter from Entertainment. Um, do do do. Well, just this Entertainment journalist Kevin McCarthy. So. I, maybe it's for comicbook.com, but uh, he quotes Abrams as saying, In fairness, when Kevin was there, and he may or may not be in the film, I'm not going to say... Why would you say that he's not in the film? I know. Whatever. Just I'm, I'm just going to say he may or may not be uh, appear in the film. When Kevin was there, I know he was in the middle of what was 
or it was for an entire shoot, a bit of a just a, a mad distraction, Abram said. There were eight million things going on. This very well may have happened exactly as you described. Okay, you know, so, I'll, I'll yeah. be more impressed if Daniel Craig's character, the stormtrooper, comes back and is duped again. I just, that would be great. <laughs> You'll never catch me a second time. <laughs> you will catch me a second time. <laughs> we meet again for the first time, for the last time. Can that, can that stormtrooper be dubbed T? Or something? That'd <laughs> oh be my great. gosh, that needs to be, yeah, for sure. Um... Well, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, Dolby Atmos, and there's a story here on Inverse.com. Dolby's Star Wars exhibit showed me the best way to see the rise of Skywalker. I am a Dolby Atmos convert. And uh, so this story goes on to say, as someone who's worn glasses for 80% of my life, I've always avoided the uncomfortably robust cinematic experiences that require 3D glasses and or paying a lot more for my movie ticket. But a new immersive Star Wars exhibition from Dolby has convinced me that Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos are the only way I want to see Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So let me just relate my experience. I saw uh, Ford versus Ferrari right here in Long Beach at uh, Long Beach Town Center. Yeah. And they have a Dolby uh, a theater that's, that's wired up for Dolby Atmos. And what it is, they've got three projectors. The one in the back, like they normally do, yeah. and then two on each side. And the two on each side turn on only on certain points in the film. So in Ford versus Ferrari in the car races, those those side projectors turn on and it's so it's like a it's like a hundred and thirty degree screen that surrounds you if you're low enough. It's the old Disney circle vision almost. It's like that except on steroids. It's really cool. I I think I think they do they call that screen X at the Regency Slash Edwards Theaters, they call that Screen X, because I think that's what I'm doing at for The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. I'm not I don't sure. Know. They, they have know. some weird-ass theater that costs, you know, $5 more to get into to see it, and I think that's the one that I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very cool, and, uh, I mean, a Star Wars film seems like it's tailor-made for something like this, and, you know, in the action scenes. The, the, one, the one thing that I was a little concerned about, like, you could sort of tell... That, you know, because you've got, if you don't have a Dolby Atmos theater, I'm wondering if they have to like zoom in on the picture, on the image of the film to get it to like expand to the sides of the walls. Uh, yeah, Scott's bringing it up on his phone. If you search a YouTube for Dolby Atmos samples, you can, you can find some examples. Um, the cool thing too is that, you know, the theater that I was in, the side walls are not perfectly square because it's an it's an auditorium style theater, so they're sort of angled. Yeah. And the camera or the projectors on each side are perfectly aligned so that only the image is only in that angled sort of portion of the wall. It was really cool, mm. really well done. And for an a, a you know a racing movie like you know like Ford versus Ferrari with a lot of car racing and high speed action, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Right on. Screen right X on. is the same thing. <clears throat> okay, so Screen X, screen X is, is the same thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Very good. That's what I'm doing. I, got, I bought my tickets already. Excellent. Cool. Uh, do you want to make – you kind of skip past it and we're on to, uh, to the movie now. But just jumping really quick back to uh, uh, Baby Yoda, 
Uh, Star Wars Baby Yoda merch is available. If you go to StarWars.com, you can order it. However. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. However. I'm pretty sure that's just pre-order, right? Pre-order, not going to be ready for the holiday season. What? You will not you know, get it until February. Oh. As, as campy as a character, he feels like... I don't understand how they didn't have this ready for totally the holiday agree. season. Yep. You know? Well, I, I, this right. is this. You know, we talked about this um, two weeks ago when on the on the last show is they you know where they had every opportunity to turn this into the cash grab. They really went the opposite route. They realized he was going to be a transformative character, but they wanted to serve the story well by keeping it under wraps, and you know it. Knowing if we would have all known about Baby Yoda, I don't think it would have been as exciting as it was when he just appeared on the show and everybody just went fucking ape shit about it. So you know, I'm really glad it went down this way, and I think they, I think it was smart to have it go down this way too. Sure, they don't get the big Christmas sales, but they're not hurting for it, and the demand is going to be there even past Christmas. You know, I, I agree with you, Greg, and I really still think it's part of the story because of the character and how the show is progressing. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that, but let's just stop for a second. We cannot honestly let this go thinking that they are 100% good hearted. There is a merch opportunity here and they know it. <laughs> this is Disney at its extreme here. They're, and this is also reminiscent of the original 1977 movie. There was no merch that was ready for kids mm. for the holiday season. And what was the, the one thing that they put out was the, the early, early bird packets, the early bird packets, which was a cardboard box that said, hey, you're going to get figures in six months from now. And that they worked. literally sold an empty box. They did. Yeah, they literally. And so, it worked, too. It, and it worked. And it worked. And this is what this is where I'm giving Disney a lot of props. You are getting a great TV series. You're getting a great story and a character that is developing with the main character. And it's looking like they didn't go full Disney merch attack on us, which is good for them. It makes them look a little bit better. But give it, just give it a month. And I'm telling you, we're going to be just swamped with Baby Yoda. I mean, we have it all over the freaking internet, man. It's memes and videos and you name it but just just let them do their thing they're gonna have it you guys can get all your fucking baby yoda crap out there all you want however let him be the character he needs to be disney's gonna handle it you're gonna they're gonna make another seven billion dollars off of that merch when it comes out and i uh, kudos to them but let's just not think that they are so good-hearted i'm sorry well, is it good-hearted, or in this case, is it short-sighted? No, I think it's smart move on their part if they knew if Filoni and Favreau sat down and said, look, we don't want to spoil, which ended up being a great opening episode. You see Baby Yoda, and that was the shocking moment of that episode. Mm. All of a sudden, if you had but, 50 billion you know, pieces of property out there, you wouldn't care yeah. as much. So, go But ahead. you know what? Yeah, I don't think that, you know... This first episode, it came out five weeks ago now. I know. Right? Yeah. That They could have had those lined up, like, worst case scenario, the day before. They could have shot out to the manufacturers, hey, we want to start putting together this stuff. That would have never kept secret, though. Well, they, really they, they, but, but they it might would have been the day yeah. before. But they might have like, done that. And, Nico, there's like, Star Wars fans are crazy. They're like Apple fans. Like Apple fans look for supply chain 
records. Let's not get too crazy on patents. <laughs> I mean, they look. You know, that the, they would. They would. It would have leaked. It I'm would've. totally convinced that. Well, that they. Knew, there's no way that any sort of Star Wars fan watched that pilot episode and didn't go, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Yeah. Where's my baby Yoda? Right. You know, they knew they had a jackpot waiting, yeah. but they, but they intentionally didn't move on it so that they could keep it a secret. And I think that's fucking but, but, awesome. But that, that's speculation. We don't know that for a fact. We this just, whole show is speculation. I know, but I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. they, it could be more premeditated on their part, not just like holding back because there isn't a FISA warrant. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Okay. Anyway, I'm just all I'm saying keep is the, keep the politics out of my Star Wars. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots it's all fired. about politics. What are you talking about? That's the taxation of trade routes is in dispute, <laughs> Greg. I'm just I'm just saying Star that, Wars has never been about politics ever. Mm, let's let's just not <laughs> say Disney is all that great hearted in that sense. They're going to make their billions and billions of dollars off Baby Yoda, and they know it. We know it, but in in Nico, you have a good point, but I'm just saying anything that comes out, like merchandise, toys, and all that stuff, take the, the Hasbro Kenner figures. Those things take, what, nine months in pre-production to design, come up with ideas, put yeah. them through the process. Same thing with Baby Yodas. Yeah. It's the same thing. This is Disney, though. They could have done all of that pre-production, like in-house. Yes, all of that stuff takes a long time, but this is Disney. They own half the fucking world. They yeah, could have had any of that point. shit. Yeah. Well, like I will not. I, I, did anybody else? Did anybody else pick up that Scott said it took nine months to make a Baby Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God somebody yeah. got that. Well, I, I will not. I will not <laughs> confirm nor deny that I have ordered a, a crochet Baby Yoda on Etsy. Oh. Does it come with an Apple Watch? I don't know, but it better be prepared because uh, I know. I've does given, it come with? A, I've, I've given the board a lot. That board is looking sad right now, just because you said that. Seriously, it just it frowned a little bit more. Oh gosh! Oh god! All right. Um, <laughs> last last note on the rise of Skywalker. If by chance you have epilepsy because or epileptic seizures or you are um, prone to seizures. Disney is warning and don't fans. Don't watch episode six of The Watchmen. Disney, Disney, <laughs> yeah, don't. Is that right? Yeah, that's a true statement. Uh, Disney is warning fans that Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker could induce seizures, hmm. and uh, this is um, really in been all, all over the internet. But on <laughs> Epic, right there in the title, The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> EpicStream.com. Uh, in my yeah. pants. <laughs> Pretty much if you add in my pants to anything, it's funny. Um, <laughs> in my pants it is. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I saw that. I saw there's, that warning. There's no way to get past the in my pants. It's I'm just going to move it's on. I'm going to transition and it's just not happening. Um, guys, we do in memoriam uh, features. I was waiting for the in my pants for that, but uh, God, didn't, didn't get it. Thank goodness. Uh, two, two, uh, two of note this week, guys. Uh, first, DC Fontana, who was a Star Trek, a writer yes. on the original Star Trek, uh, one of the first female uh, 
science fiction television writers, maybe the first uh, female sci-fi writer for television, uh, died at age 80. Uh, she is largely credited with creating and working uh, on uh, the character Spock. Nice. That was, of course, the half-Vulcan Starfleet officer portrayed by Leonard Nimoy. And was really, many would argue, the heart and soul of that series and created the tension that really drove the series to its success. Um, DC Fontana passed away on Tuesday in Burbank at age 80 from cancer. Uh, also, uh, unfortunately taken from by cancer this week was also Benson and Star Trek actor. I'm going to mess up his last name, so help me out here, guys. Rene Abergenoi. Rene Zellweger? Close enough. Abergenoi. No. Rene Abergenoi. I think it's Genois. Genois. Abergenoi died at 79. Um, He was a prolific actor known for TV shows Benson and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, His son uh, tells the, uh, let's see, Remy, Luc Abergenoi. Go with that. Tells the Associated Press he died Sunday at his home in Los Angeles of metastatic lung cancer. Uh, he won a Tony on Broadway uh, for Coco in 1969, acting opposite Catherine Hepburn, and was uh, Father Mulcahy in the 1970 film MASH. Yeah. So he was a... No, he really, was the original Father Mulcahy. Yeah, he was the original Father Mulcahy. Yep. I did not know that. The original Man. Father Mulcahy? Yeah, MASH was a movie before it was a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, he, he had a he had a great line in that movie, and I forget if he improved it or if it was written. But uh, uh, the the hot lips Hulahan character is just complaining about uh, Hawkeye Pierce to Father Mulcahy. He's like, "How can someone of that character rise to this rank in the army?" And and uh, Father Mulcahy deadpans back, "Oh, he was drafted." <laughs> <laughs> but I I wanted to say about DC Fontana because she she is a a giant by any standard among sci-fi writers, particularly television science fiction writers. And actually an old friend of mine uh, went to American Film Institute, AFI, and he studied writing under D.C. Fontana. She taught a writing class there. He studied under her for two years. And he said that a couple of the quotes that stayed with him are uh, from her that writer's block is a luxury for the unemployed. You're being paid to write, so you write. Which is fantastic old school mentality. But this one, even though she never worked on Star Wars, this is applicable to uh, something Timothy Zahn did for the character Thrawn, which is, quote, if you want to figure out an alien culture, figure out their art and their religion, close quotes. And I saw that and I'm like, I wonder if Timothy Zahn ever took that AFI class because very famously the character of Thrawn that he created – uh, learns about military strategy and theories for alien races by studying their art. That's great. That's but yeah, cool. you, you you look at what she did on the first two years of Star Trek. She didn't work on the third year. And this sci-fi writing there is 50 years later still holds up. It's just amazing, fantastic work. And lift a glass, if you will, to the great DC Fontana. Godspeed. Definitely. Godspeed. Yeah. All right, last story of the day, guys. Let's bring it back up here to Star Wars. There's a giant gingerbread Imperial Star Destroyer. 
Oh, Jesus. You're going to talk about that? And it exists. <laughs> I, I, I put that in because I'm like, I bet Steve won't put this on the show. <laughs> Got to end on a high note, guys. This is, uh, this is Star Wars Bakery. There's a Star Wars Bakery in Sweden, in Stockholm. No, no kidding. But of course there is. Um, they've been busy. Uh, if you look at uh, <laughs> boardpanda.com. This thing is huge. Let me put it up here so you can. Uh, that's, that's what she said. Yeah. In my pants. There you go. Uh, this thing was now. Now the the builders of this thing kind of cheated because you can see they were using a hot glue gun there. But uh, it is it is a huge gingerbread. Steve crying. Cheaters. They used a glue gun. Foul on the gingerbread house. Well, yeah. Come on. You got you got to use icing. <laughs> Fucking assholes use a glue gun on a gingerbread house. Come on. You got to use icing. You what can't eat of, that. Kind of, Maybe kind of, that's, that's exactly right, Nico. Maybe that's frozen icing glue sticks. That's what they're <laughs> using right there with a the hot glue gun. <laughs> uh, whether or not it's glue gun or not, it's, it's, an, it's an impressive work. Um, wow. But look how detailed that is. It's it's pretty strong. It's amazing. Uh, so oh next 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 road trip might be to the Star Wars Bakery in Stockholm. Wow. We'll see. Yeah. We got to make that happen. Let's, let's yeah. do it. Oh, you got an at at there. Look at that. Jeez. Pretty good. That's amazing. amazing. Impressive. Yeah. Ooh, there's a falcon. All kinds of stuff. All right, guys, that's all I got. Uh, Greg, get us out of here, please. Limping over the finish line one more time. <laughs> we did start like an hour and a half later than we planned. All right, Greg, bring that bring that volume down just a little bit. How's that? That's better. That's exactly the That's same. That's a little bit loud. Yeah, I think you're messing oh. with the tempo, not the volume. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm bringing that thing down. All right. How about that? I will bring the show well, you down. You never mess with sure. the tempo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> my God. Well, if you ever mess with anyone's tempo... Give us a call. Let us know how that went on the Russian Hive hotline. That's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-5. That's HIV in case you can't be live. You're goddamn right. Uh, what a cluster after this show has been. <laughs> Greg's at fucking 11 right now, and none of you motherfuckers can stop him. Dude, I know. <laughs> I, I, I legit have this thing turned down, like, so far. I can barely hear it in my mic, in my, in my headphones. Yeah, well, the output is at eleven. Yeah, the no, it's, at it's, eleven. It's got its own out. It's got its own output. Oh, oh cool. up to eleven. That's way loud. Now it's off. Now it's up. And now it's off. This is a show for the age. Well, it doesn't really sound like it's impacting anything there, Gregory. But you know what? You can actually play sound, and I can't. So I'm really. I have nothing to say. Yeah. You know what? I got. I got a solution. I think I have a solution. I might have a solution. Let's do this. How about that? Yeah. There you Ooh, go. Look at that. There you go. Now we can't hear wow. it at all. <laughs> that was just, that was right. That just, was this was right just, up there with a hotel clerk coming into the room while the lights are out in the middle of a recording session. Uh, <laughs> well, Forty-five seconds, Steve. Forty-five seconds. Thank you. Nice all right, guys. Um, nice pull. Oh man, episode one hundred and two is in the books. Remember to like us on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram. You can email the show to show at wretched hive at the wretched hive net. Uh, check us out on Podchaser, that new website. Speed it up. 20, 20 seconds. Guys, final <laughs> thoughts. 
Holy shit, shot. there's only 15 seconds left! <laughs> How are we gonna make this happen? Worst show Let's ever, guys. Have a great couple of weeks. Timeless Pints on December 16th, 7 p.m. See you there. Have a great week. See the movie. And may the force be with us all. You nailed it. <laughs> oh, my God. This has got to be the most... The, the, the most awful podcast I've ever listened to in my life. What are you talking about? We're trending number one. We were doing. I thought we were. I thought we had a very solid opening, like 20, 25 minutes. Fuck, fuck me, dead piece of fucking shit. <laughs>